child and adolescent mental health disorders. 60% with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids numb to the kids world. Kids being bullied sometimes to it death. It seems the passage of time has only made bullying worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. A conversation that is overlooked often, and we're calling it a courage to speak up. We want to showcase the fact that it's okay to talk about racism, bullying, discrimination, um, and that those are things that are affecting our teens also. Um, We've got some bright minds here um, that are joining us. And really just wanted to have an open dialogue around why this conversation matters and why it matters now uh, more than ever. I guess as we get started here, how how are the things that we're all collectively going through and and being that we're seeing things in a new way? You know, we're talking, uh, we've got the Black Lives Matter movement. We've got, you know, racial discussions that have become really heightened and heated. How are those things showing up in your world and how are they affecting you? Yeah, definitely. Basically, once quarantine started and amidst coronavirus, I had me and my family had more time to focus on what was going on in the world and kind of see what was wrong with it. And obviously, the media started covering more of these issues as the movement started to get bigger. And so that's what kind of started for me, because on my social media pages, it was like every day, something new was popping up. Yeah. And it was just, I felt overwhelmed by it. So at my school, we've been able to have a few groups, which has let us kind of lead the conversation with each other that allows us to actually have productive conversations. So what are the conversations that you're starting to have? What are the topics that are coming up the most? I think definitely racism and discrimination has come up significantly, especially due to the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay. Okay. What are you guys experiencing in your lives? I'm talking to my family a lot about racism and these issues. And it's like very interesting because one wouldn't expect to like have to be so assertive with their family. But I found a way to express like that, okay, there are certain problems in our society and we need to solve them. And I mean, I'm a debater and I do philosophy style debates, so I don't really have a problem speaking up. But okay, it's been really interesting to have these conversations more. And do you feel like you're being heard when you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. And is that helpful for you? Uh, I would say it's helpful for me as much as it's helpful for like society as a whole. It's not just me who needs to have conversations with my family. It's every teenager who needs to have conversations with their family and every teenager who needs to have conversations with their friends and teachers to solve like big issues because we can't do anything individually. We have to do things together. Right. I love your passion for that. What do you think? Yeah, it was the same thing with me as well. I've definitely had the discussion with my parents. I've seen my social media pages. 
Instagram, everything, everyone's posting all this stuff. And it's really great that we're acknowledging all of these problems so that we can solve them and find out solutions to solve them. And I have to admit, it was very daunting to talk to my parents about racism and just issues like this. Right. To get their perspective. And I understand it, though. But luckily, though, my parents are very progressive. They're always trying to understand and learn things and try and move forward in society. They look into the future. But I see some of my other friends' parents, they're a little bit more regressive and they may be harder to talk to about issues like this. And I feel like it's better to confront it because confrontation can be scary. It's better to confront your parents rather than stay silent. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I do think that we're talking more openly than we ever have. But there are certainly people who are still, you know, very rooted in, you know, their perspective and not interested in, in a different one. What do you do in that case? If you've got a friend that has parents maybe that are more regressive, what would you suggest to them that they do? I feel like I would keep on trying different methods because I've still had like my parents are regressive in different sections. So just trying to convince your parents to at least listen to you. And, you know, even though sometimes we are respected, uh, our opinions are respected, other times we were told, oh, you're just a teenager. What do you know? So just keep on pushing. I would feel to those who have more stricter parents and parents who won't listen, you just have to keep on pushing and keep on being active. You don't need to spend all your time talking to parents. You can also set up fundraisers for Black Lives Matter, for the Black Lives Matter movement. Keep on donating yourself and being active in your community. Wow, that's great that you guys are doing that. So are you are you finding that the same among your friends? Are your friends interested in those conversations or are they like parents that some are and some aren't? Most of my friends also not only have I been having a conversation with my parents, I've also been been having conversations with my friends to see, oh, what do they think about this specific issue or this specific issue with racism? Because Racism is just a very, it's a very big topic and it's kind of hard to hone in on specific things and it's right. a very complex topic to understand. So really talking to my friends and trying to understand their perspective and maybe educating them as well saying, hey, here's this, 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 this really helps. And we have to keep on learning to keep on educating ourselves so then we can actually make a difference for the future. Right. What about you guys? For me, I think definitely what's been the key is consistency, because if you're consistently making a point, whether it's to your parents or to your friends or to your teachers, making a point saying this really matters to me, then in my experience, it's gotten more acceptance because, yes, the first few times it may be, oh, you're a teenager, you don't really know much. But the more that you show passion about it and the more that you're consistent with kind of what you're saying, the more that they listen to you, at least from my experience. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've noticed that a lot of conversations between my peers and I and also between my parents and I, um, they're just like based on opinions and we can just argue for hours. Like it's like this. No, it's like this. But I think having information and telling your parents, OK, this is the data that we have. You can't deny that. So and being I think, informed helps. Yeah, yeah, being clear in what you're arguing and not just arguing for the sake of arguing, I think is important. Right. So on previous episodes of Teen Talk, we've talked about bullying in, in various different forms. And I mean, obviously, you know, racism can turn into a topic that somebody can be bullied about or because of very easily. Do you think that this different reality we're living in, do you think that 
people are being more understanding, generally speaking, or is bullying still just as bad as it's always been? I feel like based on what I've seen, it's kind of uh, sad to say, but it's kind of divided us a little bit more because it's divided us into people who try and understand the people who want to educate, but the people that are still deciding to hold on to their personal beliefs. And I believe this is very prevalent, especially with teenagers in making racially insensitive jokes and just generally insensitive jokes as well. And I feel like we have to call them out and we have to educate them because I feel like six months before, I probably wouldn't have called someone out if they made racially insensitive joke. But now that I've educated myself and understood that people of color and especially black people are discriminated in this world, we have to speak up and we have to stop making these jokes so that we can actually progress to an equal society. Agreed. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. And kind of going along with that, the bullying, I think, has actually divided us more because it's not just before you didn't even have the whole side of coronavirus. And it's all about speaking up for what you believe in, because now people have so many different ways to attack you, whether it's social media, whether it's in person or all of these different lanes. And it's kind of going back to we need to be the ones who are stepping up and taking courage for ourselves, because there are going to be people who are attacking us throughout our whole lives, whether they mean to or whether they don't. But it's the insensitive comments that actually need to be stopped the most, because most of the time, some people don't even know what they're saying. Right. So if somebody's really being, you know, targeted or bullied, whatever we want to call it um, in a situation, and especially if it's related to race or something else, could be sexual orientation, whatever. Now that that we're not in a traditional classroom in the same way that we have been, and that's still getting worked out, where does somebody go if they find themselves at the receiving end of something they don't want? I usually just block people. I've definitely had people block me, too, because I've stood up for myself when I've been, like, bullied. And, I mean, that's fine. Like, I don't care that they blocked me. But, yeah, that's something a lot of people do. I think, in general, like, racism and sexual orientation, these things have become such politicized issues, even though they shouldn't be. Because it's not a political issue that people are being attacked and people are dying. It's just an issue. And we see adults don't do this better either. So I really admire you guys taking this on because I think that, frankly, you all have the ability to change this in a way that most adult societies have not been able to or willing to. So I think it's I'm very inspired by you guys. You know, I wonder about the student who, you know, may be passionate, have their beliefs. They want to do something different. They want to have the courage to speak up. They don't. Do you find, you know, that you have other people because you're taking the lead and speaking up that they're more willing to kind of support you being the voice for them? Has it inspired other people to get more engaged? Have you noticed? I feel like I've noticed that definitely. And I feel like we as Gen Z and just teenagers in general, we're leading the charge and we're leading those for who can speak up for themselves. Because also going back to the previous question you asked, me personally, I would speak up if someone said something that was not okay. But for other people, sometimes teenagers, we feel helpless and we don't feel like we can go to someone. But for me, I would tell them just either go to your counselors, go to your teachers, or even ask your parents or siblings and let them know what's happening. And I know it feels daunting, like you don't want to do it. You don't want to get caught up in all this. But if it really hurt you or it's just like it doesn't feel okay to you, then yeah, you should at least speak up. Agreed. You have something to add? Yeah, I definitely think that that's one of the most important parts is finding somebody who you can know that you can 
align yourself with and who will be there for you kind of no matter what, whether you're being bullied or you're being singled out for a specific reason, having someone to go to and to talk to, to kind of be your support. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a parent or a counselor or a teacher. It can honestly just be anyone. And that's like, that's what's helped me the most is because I have people around me who are willing to kind of join me in the fight and kind of join the cause with me, even though we might not all share the same exact opinions, right. we can come together and kind of form something that's real. So really, it sounds like, you know, when we talk about the courage to speak up, it really starts with taking a first step and just yeah. speaking up, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd say if you want to do something, just do it. Like the worst that's going to happen is it's not going to work. I was really scared to like start my nonprofit because I was just like, it's not going to work. I'm just a teenager. But we've been working really hard and we have a really strong team and we've been doing a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Right. Right. I love that. I love it. So this summer, we've had a lot going on. I mean, just the world has imploded. Do you feel like, are we making progress? I mean, I know you guys are taking steps and moving forward, but in a broader context, do we think things are changing? I would like to think so, yes, because, for example, we've seen in Colorado that the governor, Jared Polis, he has outlawed qualified immunity for cops. So we like to think that we are making progress, which is true, but it's also false at the same time, because sometimes people are still like across the nation qualified immunity still isn't outlawed and a lot of these other racist laws still exist such as voter suppression that we are seeing yeah definitely i think that there's been a lot of good wins for the movement but also this isn't going to be a fight that's going to be won in one summer it's going to be a something that's going to take a lot of time and it's going to be it was hard to step out and kind of be the first person to say hey this is a problem but once you do that it's easier to find groups of people. And then once you know it, two groups of people becomes four and everything just starts to expand. And now we've kind of changed everything throughout our own groups. And if everyone is doing this, we have an actual chance to change society. I agree. So I guess as we wrap this up, the one thing I would love to hear from you guys, if I'm listening and you know I'm on the fence knowing there's something I could get involved in or say something about or do something about and I'm not, what's one practical thing that you you could give me as advice or anybody that's listening as advice to take action to start where they are? Um, I'd say just do it. Like, just say it. And then if people are offended by what you're saying, as long as you know that you're standing up for what's right, it's okay. People are going to get offended. And that's that's fine. What do you guys? Oh, I was just going to say also, if people are getting offended and people are saying, for example, oh, it's just a joke. Don't worry about it. Then that means you're doing the right thing. You're calling them out and they're getting defensive. And you have to keep on calling them out and just keep on growing in numbers, supporting and just know that we'll all stand behind you. Yeah, definitely. Kind of one thing that I would say, I kind of have a three step process that I like to go through. I say, am I really educated on this? topic? Do I know what I'm standing for? And do I believe what I'm standing for right now? And then I say, okay, if that's a yes, that I'm going to talk to you about it. And I'm going to say, hey, that was an okay comment. That wasn't right of you to say. And then third, if depending on the reaction, I either 
disengage from the conversation because it's not being productive and it's actually going to only end up looking worse on both of us. Or two, if they are accepting, I can encourage them to join me in educating ourselves because I'm always looking to learn more. And I believe that everybody can kind of offer their own individual perspectives, which is what all I'm all about right now. And right. I think that's what the movement's about. I love that. One thing you brought up that I do think we should talk about or clarify before we end here is if somebody is, you know, believes very differently than you and they are offended, how do you decide when it's not a conversation worth having? Even if you're educated about it and you're passionate about it, how do you decide, hey, this isn't this isn't worth having and with this person? For me, anytime I have a conversation and it leads to any sort of yelling or kind of a violent turn where we go from going to the facts and actually having a cohesive argument and saying, okay, I respect your side. Can I offer you this or vice versa? When it goes to just, oh, you're just this type of person because you leave this, that's where I kind of draw the line okay. and say, once we can't have a productive conversation with two opposing opinions, it's really not worth my time. And obviously, if you're going to be late to joining the cause, then I don't think you should be leaving it. Yeah, that's and great- definitely. I feel like the line for me is same as what you said. It's just also when I have to repeat myself and when they're not listening and they start making personal attacks, that's when you know there isn't really much that you can do other than just keep on going about, keep on spreading positivity and activism around and just keep on doing what you're doing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When it descends into ad hom, then it's just like there's no point. Right. Right. I couldn't agree more. Guys, I am inspired by you. I love the work you're doing. Keep fighting the good fight. I agree wholeheartedly with you. This is not a conversation we're going to fix in the summer. It sounds like you all are each crusaders in your own way, and that adds up to making sustainable change. Thank you all for being here, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you for having us. Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness located under the Strengthening Families page. The Teen Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.